for you d'angelo yeah why don't we change the name on our actual artwork to luther and d'angelo it says kurt and jeff yeah we're sending some mixed signals to people i thought about that uh it's a big lack of consistency big we're still getting our legs underneath us on this but i did notice that with that because i love that logo i love the black and white circle that's got the big if in there Mm -hmm. uh but it it does say kurt and jeff and if we're gonna if we're going to look for some consistency, we, we need to, we might need to update that. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm okay. Like, I, I don't feel one way or the other necessarily about the logo. I, I, I like it more than I dislike it. But oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Is that a right. decal? Would you get a sticker up there? Uh, I actually just uh, used the, the, the file that I have, you know, that you made and I just saved it on my phone. And I just sent it to Walgreens when I had some prints made. So it's just like an eight by eight square, just a, like a photo. We, you know, we got to get some merch, some swag. We got to get some stickers going, maybe some uh, temporary tattoos, maybe some sort of like weird piercing with our logo on it. What do you think? Well, I told you that I, I and I will stick to this. If we can hit a certain milestone on something, then I will get the big if logo tattooed on my body somewhere. I've been looking for a reason to get some new ink. So Mm. I'm not against forever emblazoning my body with the soon to be number one podcast in Antarctica. Hopefully number one in Antarctica. I know we're rising up the charts in Belgium and uh, to all of our Belgian listeners, fuck Ecuador. Are they playing? They played in the World Cup. I think Ecuador kind of whooped them. And then and then in Brussels, where all of our homies are listening, yeah, in shout Brussels, out, shout out to Brussels. Jean-Claude Van Damme, love you. But uh, in Brussels, Ecuador, Ecuadorians like went crazy in the – it was like being in Philadelphia after they won a Super Bowl or something. But it was Ecuadorians messing with Belgians in long in Belgian streets. Let me ask you this. The World Cup, we're currently uh, wrapping up the group stage of the World Cup. Um, By the time you hear this, the result will have already occurred. But the USA, uh, are you aware of what happened today? I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, I haven't seen the game. I know um, I know that, you know, it's obviously a controversial game. There's a lot of political tension between us and Iran. Um, Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I just want, do you know how it ended? It's over. No. Did we win? We did. One nil. Yes. Yeah. Suck it. USA has advanced out of the group stage and they will be playing the Netherlands this Saturday. The Netherlands. In the the knockout stage. Is that the Dutch? Are those the Dutch? That is the Dutch. Yeah. It's Netherlands. Dutch and is there something else going on in there? Welsh, Amster, uh, Holland, no, Holland, 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 and Netherlands. Are those? Don't kill me if if you're listening to this and you live in one of those countries. Or, but is that the same country? I want to say it is because I feel like I've had this thought before where they have a couple different names. Maybe it was a former name. I'm not exactly sure. 
I did win the elementary school geography B, but that was my peak in terms of geography. I struggle with that a little bit now. I think Holland might be antiquated. I think it's just Netherlands now, but I do think it's the same thing. Do you think that's a uh, like a um, a nationalist epitaph to use Holland when you're in the Netherlands? Like, do people get offended if I say Holland in the Netherlands? Yeah, they could. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know if there's like some uh, story behind it with any sort of civil war, like a North versus South thing, or maybe like yeah, is there some bad blood there? Yeah, I don't know. Don't I'm not big up on my uh, my Amsterdam Amsterdam. I don't know what I'm talking uh, about. Netherlands, Netherlands history. I don't know. Um, Netherlands okay, history. So far in the World Cup, um, mm. if you had to just give me a ballpark, how many minutes? do you think you have spent watching World Cup action? Uh, I've spent more minutes watching um, watching the young American who had to defend the way he pronounced Iran than I have I saw any of the actual World Cup. Yeah, I saw that clip this morning. I've been a little out. I'm not a soccer guy. I will get up for uh, the World Cup and to a lesser extent, the Olympics, more so the World Cup. But um, it's exciting. I, I've, I'm filling in this week on that radio show. It's been a big week for me in, in yeah. terms of that. So I get there at, at about 6, 6.15 in the morning. And one of my first tasks with uh, with Jackson, the producer, is we sit down and we kind of scour Twitter for some noteworthy video Topics and audio clip. Yeah. And that one actually came up this morning. And we watched the guy get corrected about the pronunciation of Iran. Mm-hmm. And then the guy kind of ambushed him with some questions about uh racial discrimination yeah racial discrimination in america and i thought for being like a 23 year old kid i I don't know his name but i thought he handled himself with poise and grace i thought he his answer was was perfect dude handled it he totally handled it and he wasn't disrespectful like what are you stupid there's discrimination everywhere you know it was it was very um diplomatic in his response yeah I, I think poise is the right word especially for a young guy on a world stage like that what a, that's, what that's place cool. to be at the tender age of 23 what were you doing at the age of 23 this guy's playing in the world cup taking questions really mm-hmm. heated heated questions that depending on how you answer could have you in some hot water then he's playing on the world stage in arguably one of the biggest sporting events that occurs Mm-hmm. Uh, but what were you, Luther? What were you doing at 23? By comparison, I was um, probably looking for my next bag of weed uh, instead of like trying to figure out how to, um, you know, resolve geopolitical conflict through the art of sport. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know that I can really compare my, I, I don't even remember 23. Uh, it does and that's like not to a, say that I'm like a raging alcoholic or anything. I just uh, I don't have many specific memories about being 23. What, what about you? Do you have do you have something? Um, I was a pretty young teacher at that point. I was teaching high school Spanish at Rittner, um, coaching some baseball, uh, dating not my ex-wife, but the girlfriend prior to that. You remember her. Uh, I remember her. It seems like a lifetime ago. Many, many moons have passed since you and I were 23 years old. 
Many a moon has passed. Um, I don't, I know there's a specific number on it, but I don't know how many moons have passed. We could probably figure that out at some point, or maybe someone smarter than us in Belgium can, can sit down and really sort that out. Uh, we're both what, 37, 37, 37, 37 year old, um, males, not that that matters in time, but, uh, we're both 37. We were 23. How many moons? First person to write in to the big if, uh, pod at gmail.com and tell us how many moons there are in 14 years. You're going to get a special shout out on the next big if show us you're listening, hear this clip, do the math. It'll take you two seconds in your phone calculator. It'll take you another minute to send us the email. Um, yeah. We probably spend more time talking about this and hyping you up than it does for you to figure out how many moons there are in 14 years. You could have done it by now. Is it just 12 times 14? Is a moon one month? Um, like 35 days or so? I don't know. I don't know. I, okay, I'm not, Alexa I'm, not, you need her. I'm not super smart, but in my head, I was thinking 14 times 365, like every night was a new moon, but that's not the case. I was going to be wrong on that. Oh, no. Yeah. When I think of, of a moon, or when someone says many moons, I think yeah. of like a full cycle of a moon counts as a moon. Can you name the different phases of the moon? I can't remember shit that somebody yeah. told me about an hour and a half ago but I could name you the different phases of the moon. Yeah. So what you've got the, uh, the full moon. Yeah. You've got the, uh, waning gibbous or gibbous. That's one of them. Yeah. The waning crescent. Yes, sir. The waxing gibbous and the waxing crescent. And then That's... what is it just like, a? there's like the blood moon and the harvest moon and the blue moon. And yeah, uh, but I yeah. was looking for those five that you said originally. So you nailed it. Wow. You nailed it. We can hang up. We can hang it up. We can hang it up. Um, Well, you brought up something interesting uh, earlier. You mentioned that you were a a geography bee champion. In, in fourth grade. And this is, this is going to be kind of one of those, Hey bud, save some pussy for the rest of us kind of things. But in fourth grade, I had a clean sweep with the science fair the spelling bee and the geography bee. I won all three in one calendar year. I won all three of those things. Um, In a different year, I also set the all-time school record for the fastest and with 100% accuracy, I do believe, uh, multiplication table. Oh my gosh. So like I said, it's really kind of a, hey, fourth grade Kurt, save some tang for everybody else kind of thing. But yeah, I really, I got a need for speed. I left my mark on Merrimack Heights Elementary in the early 90s. Do you think that there's a certificate somewhere in there that commemorates like a triple crown type of win like that? Science fair, geography bee, spelling bee of uh, how many moons ago was that? Too many. A lot of moons, even more moons. Uh, no, as much as I would like to think that I would be forever enshrined in that place. Mm-hmm. I think if I walked in and just kind of, you know, you just walk into the office one day, the secretary's there to greet you and you just give her a little nod, like, Hey, I'm here. And she's like, name, please. I'm like, you know, my name, you know, my name. Yeah. 
Um, uh, no, like, let me think... spell it. Let me spell it for you. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think so many moons have passed that that D'Angelo is but a mere speckle of dust in the in the universe that is Merrimack Heights since 1993-94. Well, you, maybe we've got a listener out there who um, works at Merrimack Heights or has a has a child that goes to Merrimack Heights. You could look it up for us. Um, I feel like we put a lot on our listeners. We're like, I don't want to look that up. Uh, let's let's put a call to action out there. Yeah, get involved. Get involved. Come on. Do you check the Gmail, by the way? Uh, it's connected to my phone. So anytime, all my Gmails are linked. So whether I get one to my personal email or if the big if pod at gmail.com gets an email, um, I get them. And I did get, I got one today. Would you like to hear it? What what was it? Are you talking about your personal uh, email or or our no, email? It, it was to the big if. It was from uh the people at YouTube and it was a new comment on the episode what if you had what if you had to fight Sarah McLaughlin? It was somebody commented. Oh. Speaking of which, right before the show, you and I were just talking about that episode. Yeah, and this the these stories very are very first episode. Because, uh, yeah, it was it was our old buddy Phil that commented, and he just said, "calf pick?" Question mark. So he was just he was just looking for a picture of my calf. Uh, so I like wow. to give the people what they want. So I'll probably just send that to him uh, in a text or something. No, I'll put it on. I'll, I'll respond to his YouTube comment with a, with a current calf picture. I've been getting a lot of, lot of, lot of eyes on these calves lately. More than a couple people in the last like week have told me my calves were looking good. Really? Yeah. I would say. Are are your calves out much? It's cold there. It's getting cold. Uh, I'm a shorts guy. I will go shorts until it's almost impossible to continue to do so. And uh, I had shorts on today. Um, it was probably low to mid fifties today. I started the day in shorts and a hoodie. Uh, by midday, when I left my my little internship thing, um, I just walked to the car in shorts and tee, and I felt fine. The hoodie wasn't even necessary. It was it was overcast, but it was a nice day today. But yeah, as long as if we're above freezing, the calves are the yeah. I'm wearing shorts, and the calves are going to be out. Even sometimes if if it's below freezing, as long as I'm not gonna be outside for a long period of time, we're gonna we're gonna rock shorts. These legs are too much of a moneymaker to cover them up with full length pants. Completely agree. And I, w- I was going to just for a moment suggest this is this is the conversation I was having in my head just now. Just for a moment, I was like, I maybe I'll challenge him because not many people have their calves out right now. So by contrast, of course your calves look great, right? No one else has their calves out. But then I thought to myself, Luther, you've seen those calves. Give them their due. Give them their due. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the person at, the person at work today that said something to me about them, uh, I basically told them it takes it takes quite a set of calves to lug this big ass body around. I'm probably pushing two twenty ish on the scale. And at my height, even though I don't, I consider myself in decent shape, I could lose a little bit, but I don't think I'm uh, obese by any means, like the BMI index would tell me, but uh, it takes that some BMI index, man, that, that thing just keeps you on your toes. I did it's my BMI and I'm like, 
I'm severely overweight. Some of the best athletes in the world would be considered morbidly obese based on the BMI index with their height and weight. LeBron James, there's not a pound of fat on that guy. And he, he would be considered morbidly obese by the BMI. That's a joke. BMI is more like BS. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've got the balls to say it like the Taylor Swift thing. There's not a lot of people that are saying that. And I thank you. If, if you if you agree with the BMI system, I got nothing to say to you. I know I don't respect you, and you can suck it. So yeah, yeah. Can it, can we finally declare this that this this is an anti, not specifically anti, but anti BMI podcast. That's our stance yeah. on BMI. I'm fine. I'm fine with with getting behind that. Uh, I'm proud of that stance. I will not change that stance, and. Yeah, it's a cross that you and I are willing to bear, no doubt. Wow. When the world looks back on the pioneers in podcasting, I feel like this is going to be one of those turn the page type of, uh, this is the start of a new chapter. Activist podcasters. Joe Rogan, BMI guy. Uh, BMI guy. Yeah, Pardon my take, one of the top sports podcasts in the world. I've heard them talk, and they're BMI guys. The big if, anti-BMI. Anti-BMI. And even in the comedy podcasts, Comedy Bang Bang, WTF, and the Obama and uh, Bruce Springsteen podcast, huge BMI podcast. So if you're looking for something different, you're looking for something a little bit different, something a little bit maybe aligns with your views, you don't like BMI, you, you land in the right place. You know what we are not anti, though? We're very pro is Cassie Moore. Yeah. Cassie Moore are... That's like that body ass index. The guest on the number one downloaded episode of The Big If of all time, Cassie Moore. Um, I told you, I texted you this morning, and I almost texted you when this went down at like, 6.30 my time, which would have been about four, not about, it would have been 4.30 your time. And I- How many moons difference? Uh, yeah. So I thought, I don't know if he's on do not disturb. I don't want to wake him with this shenanigans, but I wanted to text you as soon as it happened. And uh, as I told you via text a little later in the day, um, I made a little contact with Miss Cassie this morning. You did? I did. Um, I'm, I've been filling in on the morning after this week, uh, doing a lot of social media stuff for them, uh, sitting in the producer's booth, answering the phones, recording the episodes, uploading the podcast, taking show notes, all that stuff, shooting some video. You're doing producing. Stuff. You're producing. When I finish this story, that that will, I don't see how you could look at it any other way, but um, TMA is where I discovered Cassie. Um, it's what led to us reaching out to her and getting her to come on the big if, Still um, one of only three, uh, three guests that we've had in, in yeah. a whole calendar year, but I call it the Holy Trinity of Shubham Goyle, Chris Sapphire and Cass. Okay. I am 1000% confident when I say we are the only podcast in the history of podcasting that yes. has had Shubham Goyle, Chris Sapphire. And Cassie and Moore. And Cassie Moore within the same like two month period. We were hot. 
we were hot then. We've cooled off a little since, Damn. but we went on we went on quite a streak. But TMA introduced me to Cassie's music. I took it upon myself to reach out to her on behalf of the Big If. Uh, she came on. We had a great conversation with great her. Great time for a with while. her. Yeah, she was wonderful. Um, I've talked about the interview with Cassie a little bit on TMA. Um, and the boys still play a lot of her biggest bangers when they come back from commercial break. Steadfast, some eyes, there. No, Steadfast eyes is no doubt in rotation. Um, Cinderella's going to stay out late, gets played. Oh, my, wow. Yeah. Uh, my boy, my boy, the Plowhawk is a huge fan of my real friends. And he, uh, he was asking me the other day, he's like, I'd love to, I'd love to talk to her and ask her like, what, what was the meaning or like, what was going on when she was writing my real friends? And I didn't tell him to listen to the podcast. I, I wanted to tell him, I said, well, we actually had that exact conversation with her. Did you tell him? Um, you just kind of let I, that linger. Yeah. I don't remember if I told him or not. I feel like if I would have, I would would remember, but, um, so anyway, Don't download that episode. I uh, I reached out to Cassie this morning and I told her, I said, hey, um, I'm filling in on the radio show. And she already knew this because a couple weeks ago I had that album cover of the single for Steadfast Eyes printed and it's hanging here behind me in my studio. And I posted that on my Instagram story and I tagged uh, TMA's Instagram in it and Cassie like reshared it on her story. Um, so, and I, I, I saw that, yeah. And we told her in, in the interview, when she asked how we found out about her, I mentioned that this yes. radio show in St. Louis had played her music and that's how I heard about it. Yes. Um, but I said, Hey, I'm filling in kind of as a guest producer on that show this week. And kind of as a surprise to those guys, I would love to have you on. Um, if you, I think they'd love it. Uh, I said, how about Thursday? Friday, they have some other guests. It's a busy day on the show. I thought Thursday sounded like it would work out perfect. So she got back to me. She's in Miami for something, but she said she thought she could make it work. Wow. And she said, she said, what station is it on? And I kind of had to think, because I'm, you know, if I don't know how much she would go digging, but if she were to dig, she she may not love everything that she would hear regarding her on TMA. She's going to dislike 99% of what she hears, I think, on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just told her, I said, we're on 105.7 uh, in St. Louis. Well, and actually, it's not a lie because we're on 105.7 HD2. So if you have any sort of newer vehicle with HD radio, if you click over to HD2 in St. Louis and tune it to the points HD2 station, that's where the show plays. Um, otherwise, is it still 1057 the point? Yeah, the, the normal station is. Whatever happened to Alice? Alice, who? You remember that? It was like 1029 Alice. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, they were trying something different for a while, but uh, anyways. Yeah, so I told her, I said, we're on 1057 in St. Louis. Uh, she asked another question and nothing noteworthy. Um, and then she said, uh, I have two, um, if I'm going to do radio, uh, I have two requests. I said, sure. And she's, I'm thinking, where is this going? And I'm pulling it up here on my phone. Um, 
She said, I think 102.3 in West Palm has Steve Harvey in the morning. I was on his show in LA. So funny. And I said, cool. Steve, I go, Steve Harvey's show? Like the Steve Harvey? And she goes, if it's Steve Harvey's big time, Steve, then yes. I don't know what that meant. So I just hearted it. She goes, but do me, she goes, but do me a favor. Two asks if I do radio. We keep the convo centered around music. And then in parentheses, I haven't been an actress for many years. Okay, Cassie. And she goes, she goes, I'm down to mention I was on his show years ago, but don't want it to be a focal point, LOL. Uh, Is she worried that there'll be like some research, you think, like back on to her um, acting career or with Steve Harvey or something? I don't know. And neither one of those things are worries of mine in terms of what the interview on TMA would be like. Uh, They know Kathy as a musician. That's what they're going to want to talk about. I'm sure they don't know, nor do they care if she was an actress. Um, I don't know why the Steve Harvey thing would be. Oh, the entourage thing. I forgot. Oh, yeah, we did. For a moment there, I was like, oh, she did some porn. But then... um, (laughs) Okay, I forgot. Yeah, she did. She was like in the the pilot of Entourage. Yeah. So her first request was that she wanted to keep it strictly about music, which in my mind, I'm thinking, great, the boys, that's how they know you is it by your music. Like that won't be a problem. And then she says, and two, zero politics. Okay. So I said, it's not oh, a very political show. TMA. Yeah, right? I mean... No, in fact, TMA and uh, the the guy that runs Point, Tim, has been very vocal about the fact that they have a zero politics policy in terms of what they talk about. Because the show that they did after the January 6th stuff got uh-huh. a little... It got a little off the rails a little bit. Um, so ever since then, they don't talk politics. So I thought, fine, you know... I'm thinking that's not going to be a big deal at all. They're not going to, they don't care about politics. So I told her, Oh, this show talks absolutely no politics, no worries there. And then I'm going to tell you what she said next. And I don't want you, I don't know your personality. I, well, I do know your personality, but <laughs> I've known you for a couple of years. I don't know now. you at all, but uh, I just don't, I don't want the, I don't want you to perseverate on this right. next part. Here, I'm just going to cover. Yeah. You might want to put that hood up. She goes, even with your boy saying DeSantis in the house, it makes me look like I'm a Trump supporter. Us in Palm Beach despise Trump as a person. Who said DeSantis in the house? I think just when we said that, I think when we brought up that she was down in Florida, you just kind of as a throwaway line. You go, oh, yeah. yeah, I said DeSantis in the house. Yeah. When she said your boy, she was referring to you when we had her on the big if. Oh God, Cassie! If you're listening, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, you know what? I work from home, and all I do is scroll through news sites every day, and uh, I can't help but to just bring shit like that up once in a while. I would never associate you with fucking whatever Dave DeSantis. What is this? Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron Ronnie DeSantis. Oh, Ronnie DD. Um, I would never associate you with him. And uh, sorry about that. Let me well, and I, be an official apology. I'm sorry. That's big of you. That's big of you. Uh, but I didn't want to go like speaking for you and have like a he doth protest too much kind of thing. 
but I really wanted to tell her, I'm like, trust me, Cassie, my buddy, my buddy Luther meant absolutely nothing by that. I'm sure DeSantis was just the first thing that popped into his head when he heard the word Florida. <laughs> There's really nothing more to it than that. But I figured I'd just let it go. I, you know, I told her no politics on TMA. She goes, perfect. Thank you, LOL. I, and she says, I hate politics and don't like any of the candidates on either side, TBH, LOL. I go, sound yeah. Like I com- sound like she's aware of politics. I said, yeah, I completely understand. I feel you on that. She goes, excited. Just keep me posted on when to be ready. Have a good one. Have so many good talking points on the music. For example, Zanar doing cover of the next song, et cetera, et cetera. I have no idea what any of that meant. But I just liked it and went on with my day. She's been so. Well, I want to go for another three minutes on Cassie, and then I want to move on. Sure. Here's my thing on this. I told you. I might have told you. I felt like I was kind of conflicted because I feel like her coming on TMA and me being the one that makes that happen could lead. I don't think they're going to be as. I don't think they're going to handle her with kid gloves like you and I did. I think they could maybe poke fun at her music a little more than we did, which we did not at all. Um, And I also, I have a feeling they're not going to be able to interview her without bringing up the, uh, the Bumble situation with the, the St. Louis golf guy that was the whole way that she got started on the show when she matched with the guy and then had him blocked. So I feel like her coming on TMA is probably the beginning of the end of whatever, uh, mute like friendships not even the right word but just the the positive relationship that i had with cassie maybe meeting her ship in general but uh and i think it's going to be great content for the show that i'm trying to get a job on so it's she's collateral damage and the way i see it wow do you agree to, to any yes i completely agree um i feel uh as though she's going to be upset by it and i don't um, just just having met her, I don't. She's a nice person, and I don't want her to feel like uh, we we are a uh, rip on Cassie podcast. No, but I understand what you're saying, and I think it sends uh, an amazing message to anyone who wants to come on to the Big If in the future. That if you come on, then a few months later, we'll set up some sort of gotcha interview with someone completely different. <laughs> If and, we don't uh, get you, we'll make be sure terrible. somebody else does. Things are going to be terrible for you. So yeah, please, so, as an open invite to anybody, um, especially that young American soccer star, I would love to have him on. That, that guy's a, a freaking superstar. Yeah. So I, you know, this, like I said, I, I think it's going to be great content. Uh, I'm, the guys on the, I'm not telling them about it. I'm just going to on Thursday have her call in because I'm the one answering the phones. And I'm going to say, hey, I got a guest on line one. And then it's going to be Cassie Moore. Hey, nice. That'll be good. All right, let's move on. What's next? Um, what's next? Well, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since El Grande C. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the last I heard, you were having fun down in Mexico. What happened down in Mexico? Dude, I had a blast. Um, I, I think when we talked, it was either... It's probably Tuesday because I had just gotten there the day before. But um, when we were texting, I was telling you about how I was having so much fun that I was considering extending my trip for an extra night. And so my mom helped me facilitate uh, 
getting my my flight changed from Friday to Saturday. I took care of extending my Airbnb, so I stayed a, an extra about 30-ish hours. I left Saturday, had a long travel day, coming home, uh, got home to St. Louis about midnight. When I left Mexico that day, uh, I left about 85 degrees, and when I got in my car at uh, St. Louis International Airport, um, it was 25, so I had a nice 60-degree swing from the beginning of the day to the end, but I miss it. It was great. The weather was phenomenal. The food was phenomenal. The personal journey that I went on went as good as I could have hoped. Uh, I, was a little, I was a little nervous about going by myself, thinking I might get a little stir crazy and be a little bored. Um, end up spending a little too much time just sitting around the Airbnb watching Netflix. I didn't even turn the TV on the whole time I was there, my man. I was, I went to a, I, I biked to a cenote where I, I uh, jumped in. A cenote is, there's thousands of them in the Yucatan Peninsula. And a lot of people say they were created by, um, I don't know if it was the Big Bang or some asteroid or meteorite, the one that took out the dinosaurs. But anyway, they're these underground. not the Big Bang. The Big Bang was way before the dinosaurs. Uh, then yeah, whatever came the the next the the medium sized bang that happened later on. Whatever wiped out the dinosaurs, that's what made these cenotes. Yeah, and there are these underground caves and sinkholes that are filled with fresh water. Um, mm. There. Oh, I, okay, deep, okay. Yeah, so went and jumped in there. Uh, asked the stranger to get some video of me jumping in. You know, I, I have a little social anxiety at times, and I I was sitting there and I was trying to prop my phone up on this rock to like get the right angle for when I jumped in this cenote and it just wasn't going well. So I saw this other couple that had been videoing each other jumping in and they were American. And I finally just said, well, just go talk to these people. So I just went up, I said, Hey, can I, can I use one of your photography skills? Get me jumping in. Sure. I'll be better at it. So the girl doesn't. And the first one I go and I, I do a sick fucking cannonball, just a, a great cannonball. I, uh, like true, I think, or was it a jackknife with just one or like no, no you did true oh, yeah cool. cannibal and i think i had the full attention of all everybody in the crowd that saw this it was a it was a moment so i get out and i go i'm walking over to her to get my phone back and she's like oh we're gonna have to do it again i messed it up okay it up. I, yeah she like cut off the video so i go to do another cannonball i prep and you got to jump off these rocks and when I go to push off to jump to really propel into the, the cannonball, my foot slipped on the wet rock. And I just, <laughs> I didn't, I just tumbled into the water kind of like I was falling. You can hear the people in the background laughing. You hear the camera woman go, did, did he just, and then it cuts off. So everybody... <laughs> nice. So the, the one where I absolutely killed it uh, did not get recorded. The one where I looked kind of like a, a moron however did and that's the one that, that lives in infamy but i did i uh i don't know that i posted the video on any of the stuff i was posting during my trip but i did freeze the video like halfway down and took a screenshot because i guess just the i guess as i was falling you know things are flexed and tight and I, it looks like i've got like a nice set of abs so i took a little screenshot of that so i could there use that go. as a thirst trap so there you go uh but yeah, Mexico was great. The food. I could use a nude thirst trap just for just for my wife whenever she's scrolling through. Yeah. I'd just be like, oh my gosh. 
the food there, man, Mexican food is my absolute favorite uh, of any of the cuisines and it's authentic. It's cheap. The place that I went to a couple nights in a row was just a, a little cart out on a street corner where they were making up tacos. And I think I got five tacos for 50 pesos, which is like two fifty. Um, and then I got a couple of these, I think they were called gringas, which were more like almost like a smaller, like quesadilla type of thing, but with chorizo in them or whatever. But anyway, I filled up my belly from that place for like a total of like $6. It was just so damn good. Authentic, just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. You it was know great. I might just book a trip. I might book a trip down to Mexico in like March or something. I'm kind of, I don't know, just. I hate I it kills me to spend money I, I think I got that trait from my dad um but I I feel like this trip has made me more of a proponent of having the just the kind of like fuck it do it kind of attitude mm-hmm. um I think you gotta, have I something, know, you gotta have something to look forward to yeah and I don't know when I'll do it again but I do hope that I have it in me to uh do more solo traveling in the future um, I love travel, you know, traveling with other people that you, that you care about, that you're close to is great. Experiencing some of those things with other people is great and all. But when you travel alone, you just don't have to worry about anybody's schedule. Hey, ooh, are they having fun? Do they want to do this? Like whatever I wanted to do, I did it. Uh, if I didn't want to do something, it wasn't on the table. And every night in my Airbnb penthouse apartment ended with me getting stoned and then getting naked and sitting in the hot tub naked, smoking a Cuban cigar. Sounds like paradise. It was paradise. And I slept like a fucking king down there. I'm a bad sleeper by nature, but down there, I don't know if it's because I didn't have work to worry about or if I knew that I just could do whatever I wanted when I got up, but I just slept phenomenally. And then I get home and I immediately just start sleeping like shit again. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't have any worries to worry about yeah That's and awesome. I, don't, I don't know that it'll ever happen but i've been telling people that i would love to get to a point in my life with whatever career i'm in uh whatever financial situation i'm in i would love to make it possible where i could snow bunny in mexico from like november to like February and just spend November, December, January down there, work remotely and whatever my my gig would happen to be, um, eat cheap. Because like uh, when I was there for five days, I felt like I had to be go, go, go. You know, the, the, your, the clock's ticking and you want to make sure you, yep. you, you live every moment down there to the fullest. Whereas if you had two weeks, a month, two months, three months, um, there's time to take a breather and slow down. And, you know, if there was a day where I just didn't feel like doing anything, I could just stay in the Airbnb and maybe catch an episode of the circle on Netflix or just lay around and just be naked in a hot tub all day, whatever I wanted. So I would love to make that happen. Um, yeah. And just being back and it hasn't been super cold here yet, but I'm already like bummed out by this weather. Yeah. Yeah, it's gray. It gets dark early. It's lately. just yeah. Uh, I my old Luther's prescription for you is to say fuck it again and book something like three months from now. 
Just to, I'm supposed, it's so important to have something to look forward to. I'm supposed to go with the family to Jupiter, Florida in March for like oh, the family vacation okay. down for like spring training stuff. And I'll be frank with you. I don't care if I see one second of Cardinal spring training baseball, but um, it will be nice to go down there with the fam. Um, I haven't been on one of those family trips in a while. I definitely haven't been on one since I kind of turned my life around and gave up the booze. So, you know, on these family trips before I spent a lot of time, like trying to figure out where I was going to get my next tequila and pineapple. And, uh, you know, my family's not big drinkers, so, um, it meant maybe not being around them as much as I should have. So, um, I love the alone traveling thing, but a, a little family vacay will be good. Yeah. Um, well, uh, still recommend recommend saying fuck it and uh pushing purchase on like southwest.com multiple times a year what do you say you and i make plans to do something sometime let's do it let's do it and um what are you doing tomorrow night (laughs) (laughs) um i'm off of my real job the next three days but i am in uh i am at the radio show for the next three days too i got some I got some, besides the Cassie thing, I also, I reached out to one of the female DJs that's on the point. Her name is Learn. And uh, Learn, she goes by Learn. That's not her real name, but that's her (laughs) radio name. L-E-R-N. Learn's a cool chick. She's a rock rock and roll chick. She's in her own band called Lane Narrows. Uh, Obviously, big into the music scene, being on the point for a long time. But she comes up on TMA quite a bit because one of the running jokes is that this this older pervy guy, Iggy, kind of has a little thing for her. Mm. <laughs> and um, when I was in studio a couple weeks ago, Iggy was asking me, he's like, hey, do me a favor. I, I want to make a request. He's like, see if you can uh, take the segment where Learn and I sang Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Are you familiar with the song? No. But uh, one time Learn was in studio with TMA and when they came back from break, they played that song and those two duetted that song together. And he asked me if I would recreate that and play both him and Learn. I told him, sure, I'll do that one for you. Um, He's the one that's on vacation right now and I'm filling in for. But what what I didn't tell him was that I'm not going to play both parts. I'm going to play him and I'm going to try to get Learn to play herself which will go over big in the, in the TMA world. Um, and also I guess her to her audience as well, but I messaged her tonight and later this week, I think I'm going to get in costume and play Iggy and learn from the point. And I will be, uh, tick tocking don't, or, uh, stop dragging my heart around by Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks. I'm going to have to learn the words cause I I'm familiar with the song, but I don't know the words, but it, it could, it has potential to be my, my biggest TMA TikTok yet. And it could be that last push I need late in the week to make those guys think we got to hire this guy. You got to have this guy. Hey, if anyone's listening from TMA, stop sitting on your fucking hands. Hire this dude now. He's a super fan, a super worker, and a super fucking dude, all right? Hire him. And uh, like I've I, like I said, uh, the guy that runs the show, Tim, 
he makes no bones about the fact that he's lobbying for me and campaigning for me. But he uh, he says that the people that write the checks for Hubbard Radio are, uh, you know, they're hesitant to bring on another salary. But it sounds like he's doing all he can to lobby for me. He told me to get my foot in the door and show what I could do this week. So, like I said, I've been I've been cutting video and editing sound and making memes. And I think people are taking notice. So it could be the beginning of something beautiful. I've been saying for a couple instances now, Tim is great, but if he's, he's right, he, he's kind of passing along the responsibility up to his boss. Right. So you got to get in a room with his boss because obviously everyone there wants you, you got to get in a room with his boss. Yeah. You, there could be some truth to that. There's absolutely some truth to that. They're the ones making decisions. So if you can bring him to the table or her to the table, that's the person who uh, who needs to hear hear about it. Not just like, because otherwise, um, wh- what's to stop them from being like, well, he's doing it for free. Why doesn't he continue doing it for free? Yeah, you're right. Maybe by the end of the week, I can get myself in a room with this program director guy and, and see what happens. Get me in I a also- room with him and tell, tell him that I'm your agent. Get me in a room with them and I'll campaign. I will sell the fuck out of you. I'm just going to barge into his office later this week. I'm going to have you ready ready on Zoom. I'm just going to open the computer and be like, this is my agent, Luther. Like, hey, what the fuck is your problem? (laughs) Uh, He'll be like, who are you? Get out of my office. (laughs) And then uh, if you can have someone else videoing that, that'd make a good TikTok content always be creative. content how's um, your how's uh multiple multi, multitude it's multitudes is the name yeah and do me a favor and remember that because my wife forgot it and it really discouraged me for about six weeks is it plural is there an s on the end it's multitudes yeah okay you can't you can't really have a mul- i guess you could have a multitude of something yeah but multitudes i think is is more apropos sure yeah uh, it's going okay. Uh, I've got a logo now. I'm building a website. Uh, I've got some cool business cards coming my way. I just uh, right before the show here finished my first um, brand video, which looks yeah. pretty fucking cool. I think I'll send you yes. a link. I was gonna say you have um, to send that my way. Yeah. Um, things are moving, and uh, on Thursday morning. I am driving up to Santa Rosa to take the part 107 exam so that I can fly drones commercially. Okay. So um, I'll actually be able to sell the drone footage that I'm taking, not just be like a hobbyist, you know? Do you own your own drone? I do. I have a DJI Mavic 2. Is that a good one? It's pretty solid. It shoots great footage uh the video i send you has tons of shots in there from the drone um yeah it shoots really well and it's easy and it's um professional it's like i feel like all my gear is like what they call prosumer almost it's like that little uh you know straddled line between consumer and pro yeah and uh, i'm totally okay with it because i'm getting pro caliber stuff and but I don't have the funds to purchase like a big ass red camera or like a DJI Spire or fucking 
something crazy to to get this footage i'm actually doing good work with tools that aren't quite they're not like hollywood level tools but they're not that far off i don't know i'm sure some purists would be like you're an idiot you don't know what you're doing fuck them yeah but um you know i'm trying to uh trying to build something out here in napa and uh if we have any listeners out here in napa which i doubt it because i don't even listen um i was wondering why when i look at the analytics i don't see any downloads in the napa area in northern california or central california uh, I'll tell you, I, I can boost our, I can boost our stats up here. I'll, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not like walking down the streets of Napa and they're like, that's Luther. <laughs> but soon, uh, soon. so, but I know when you, when you kind of made the decision to break off and do your own thing, there was a little trepidation there and that's natural. Um, that's why we still- started the big if you remember yeah. we were both at like inflection points in our lives when we started this podcast and that's the whole premise behind it is like if we hadn't done what we had done things would be different things would be drastically different yeah so how are you feeling about things however many months later now 12 months into this um uh <laughs> man i'll tell you the uh the peaks and valleys get higher and lower um like it's great to be sending out this video, but I don't know where my next one's coming from. Um, thankfully, someone I'm still doing like copywriting work uh, for a couple of clients. Someone just hit me up right before this, which is amazing because I didn't have enough. I'm looking. At, I've got my calendar on this whiteboard here that I'm looking at for all our fans in Belgium, and I don't know what I don't know what I have like nothing lined up for December right now. So it's pretty much just me investing in me the whole time. And that's kind of, that's, that's, it's not easy and it's, um, and the rewards are sparse. I don't have people like on my team being like, ah, I, I like how you did that. It's like, I'll send some work off to a client. They'll be like, thanks. All right. All right, cool. Well, you keep hiring me. I guess, I guess you're enjoying it. So or your, or your clients are enjoying it or whatever the case. So um, I wish I had more um, wisdom to share on it, but the first year of being in business for myself, all I can say is um, thank goodness that my wife's got a great job with health insurance. Um, she has supported me. Um, not that I'm not that I'm making nothing, but anything I am making tends to go right back into my business. Uh, right now, I think I cut myself one check this year for a thousand dollars. So I went, I went from a six-figure position, uh, which I just freely of my own accord left, and uh, I have earned a total. I guess if you're looking at my checking account, I've earned a total of a thousand dollars this year. So there you go. That's how it, that's how it's going. <laughs> it's, well, it's fucking scary. I I can only imagine, but um and thank goodness for my dog too and i say this i know we like to joke around but i say this with 100 sincerity if i had to pick a friend in my life that i would be willing to bet on you're that guy i appreciate that i appreciate that big time and i i've heard some i I really appreciate that um you know i i i i have heard some 
a, a couple of people. Like before I did this, I reached out to my previous, um, the previous agencies that I worked at, um, some, you know, a couple of mentors and they were really supportive of it too. But again, I'm one year in, I know I can't really compare my beginning to someone else's middle. Um, cause that's just like a road to depression, but, uh, man, like I get discouraged every day, every day. I did just find this new app called, uh, what was it called? Like something we feel, uh, how we feel. And it's just like you tune in and it's like, how are you feeling? And all it is, is to, it'll record it. I've been on it for two days, but it'll, it'll record like the emotion. You pick your emotion, like I'm feeling tense or I'm feeling um, happy or something. And all it is, is just to literally take a moment and actually check in on yourself. And um, I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be good for me because lately, especially with like the temps dropping, man, I'm on like, like the depression train and it is, it is rough. And I know my wife feels it too. It's, I'm not fun to be around lately. Well, um, but thank you. All I have to say is thank you. I, I, it's, it's weird. And I'm no, I'm, I'm just going to keep persevering, I guess, as long as my wife will tolerate it. Yeah, and it's easy for me to say because I'm not the one that's that's dealing with the the swings of it. But also, I feel like um, from my perspective, a year does not seem like an ample amount of time to have really started something from nothing and feel like you're going to see humongous results. So one piece of advice that I would have is to be patient. And I'm sure you already realize that. but um, cliche but rome wasn't built in a day and like i said uh i'm i'd bet on you you got that one too you got that moxie you got that dog in you i do have some of that in um i just got to uh i really got to get out into my community more and pass some cards out or something people are big into business cards here really i would have thought that would have been an antiquated way to market yourself it kind of is, but when anytime I'll tell, I'm the videographer. You got a card? You get a card? Like, yeah, here. You want a card? Great. Sometimes of course, I, don't, nice. I don't have like a website that this card's going to lead you to or anything. Sometimes there's probably something to the security of feeling like you have something concrete and real in your hand. Like, no, I don't have a business card, but here, scan this QR code on my phone and it'll tell you all about me. Yes. Now, okay. I just ordered one like that. It's like, a, <laughs> okay. it's literally like an, like a black, a matte black aluminum card that I have my logo on. And, um, it's got, a, an NFC chip near field communication. And literally I can put it by someone's phone and it'll like, do you want to go to this? And it will have all my information on it right there. So they can I'm get my contact. They can go to my website. They can see my videos. Um, that's cool. But I think what you're driving at is like, it feels real a little bit when you have that. Is that sure when you have that card or something? Yeah. And I mean, there's just not that there's, you know, I think certain people also just like the way things always were, have been like, there's some people that don't want to read a book on a Kindle. They want to hold a book in their hand. They don't want to read the daily news scrolling on a, 
a touchpad. They want to hold. I don't. I don't see too many people reading the paper, but you know, they want to hold that newspaper in their hand. So maybe yeah. there's a little something to that. But it'll be. It, it would be good to be able to provide both. Yes, I do have a business card. However, if you'd like to scan this NFT, you can scan this here and. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, my next step and hopefully to hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have a website up, but there's like a hundred things I want to do to it. Um, and, and it's kind of weird. It's hard to know like when to cut the cord too and be like, all right, this is done. This is done. I'm publishing this and I can always make it better after that, but this is done for now. Yeah. And I, I haven't gotten to that point, but, uh, I will, I'll figure it out. Um, I'll struggle my way through it. And then, um, maybe at some point I'll bring on a partner who like we can start pushing each other forward a little bit and lacing up this shoe together. But, uh, yeah, dude, that's, that's my news. I'm I'm taking a drone test on Thursday. There's a meme that I think would apply to this situation. And if I can find, okay. I, I like to remind myself of this sometimes. And sometimes this kind of thought process might get you in a little trouble, but I think it works for me more often than it does not. I think it would apply to your situation now. And I'm going to hold up my phone. And if you can read it, feel free to read it out loud. Relax. You're going to figure it out like you always do. Love it. Love that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm in it. I opted in. in. Sink or swim, bitch. (laughs) That's right. And I refuse to sink. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I've got all this gear that I don't really have a great opportunity to use right now, but I fully plan on maximizing it. So and you're coming in town not too far from now. Yeah, yeah. Um, to all our listeners in um in St. Louis. Uh I'll be in town December 28th through the first. Obviously, you got, I don't know, like two at least two of those nights with family. Um, but New Year's. You want to do something for New Year's? Yeah, I mean, I I don't really hide the fact that I don't love going out. Out. I don't know yeah. what kind of mindset you guys will be in if that's something you're looking to do. I can definitely accommodate if that's what the the people want. But uh, I would love to see you in Corbin. I know that there's uh, somebody that you guys are interested in meeting on my end. So yeah, yeah I talked to her about it. We'd be. Uh, we're down to hang out. Yeah. And I'm curious about that. Somebody's experience on, on Thanksgiving day, but um, we can talk about that off air. Sure. All right. Well, we've been doing this for what? Like, I feel like uh, we've been doing this for two hours now. I don't think it's been two, but I think we definitely went over one. I think maybe like one fifteen or something at this point. One fifteen. You're welcome, buddy. Belgium. Yep. Enjoy. Enjoy. In Netherlands. Bye. Netherlands, we're fucking coming for you on Saturday. USA. USA, yeah, that's right. We're going to... I can't come up with a sweet diss on the word Holland right now, but if I could, you would be so embarrassed, Netherlands. All right, this is the big if. This has been the big if.